You're listening to Around Comics. break edition yes we finally got back together it's episode 422 <laughs> it is thursday we are back together after what's it been like three like weeks two months. it feels like no fucking months since i've seen chris any is, of you chris guys. is ready to burst it's been so long he's only had his dogs and marta to talk to and and curlers he's I was had out, no, I was uh, curling in pittsburgh and uh yeah it was uh it's fun I think I'm going to be a Steelers fan. I think I've given up on the Bears. I think I'm ready to be don't a Steelers be a fan. Game, be no, I'm game. not. I don't. I don't care about sports. You know sports you're going to be a Vikings fan. You know what's coming. No. Nah, no. Nah. Never. No, I'd be a Packers fan before I was a Vikings fan. That, that's, and that's disgusting. Because yeah. I live I could... in Wisconsin now, and those people are fucking insane. <laughs> that's what makes them good fans. Goddamn Colts. <laughs> Hi, Tom. All right, How G- you doing? Good. I miss um, you guys. We had a lot of- what is that? What is that hat you're wearing? It looks like a Rorschach. Or uh, something. This is my. Um, well, I'm I didn't expect. Butcher, I'm going to butcher the the name. It's the, the the Hanshu Tigers. It's one of my Japanese baseball hats. Oh, for God's sake! You you, you, you know, there's not enough baseball teams. Sweet tiger. You don't have enough baseball teams. You already root for. I mean, you have like seven. You had to go to Japan to get some. I don't know that plays for this team. Ah, ah, I've got stuff falling on me. All right. Um, yeah, it's my it's it's my uh, Hanshin Tigers uh, Japanese baseball hat. You want me to switch to my Hiroshima Carp hat? It's also one of my uh, favorites. You just you have too much time on your hands. I think is what it is. This no, I don't to. have children. Yeah, <laughs> you are your own children. Yeah, you are. You, you have your own, own child. child. Yeah. <laughs> It's a pretty sweet hat, though, isn't it? Uh, it is, yeah, it is cool. Uh, T, it looks like a th, like a, it. It kind of looks like a Trump hat. It looks, it looks like, looks like a, a Trump, Trump, Trump hotel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you. Fuck off! I don't miss you guys anymore. Uh, uh, hey, so our, uh, we we talked about this a little bit off show. Um, because we, we've all been busy oh. kind of like uh, around comics spring break, we're not going to be able to do around comics TV because we have KBLE super sounds that I think we're finally going to record in like the next week or two, uh, mm. talking about Django Unchained. So we haven't really, it's in the next, at some point, Sal is going to become available to talk about Django Unchained, but until we do that, we're not going to be able to record an Around Comics TV, which is a Patreon exclusive show that you can get at patreon.com forward slash around comics. So I think tonight we're going to mix in some comics talk with some TV talk, which we very rarely do on this show because we do it on ACTV. So we have a ton of like amazing geek TV to talk about. 
Amazing geek. Amazing television. nerd television. It is ridiculous. Tom, oh Tom just wants to talk about Obi-Wan. That's he all, yeah, that's with, all, that's all I'm prepared with, to talk with, about. Start with, let's start with Obi-Wan. Obi Wan. You mean old Ben Kenobi? Old Ben, yeah. You mean old Ben? It's just Ben. <laughs> this is Ben now. Um, ben. Tom, you want to talk about this? So, so give us your take. Um, I, I have a feeling that you're very positive about this show. Oh yeah, I think it's great. I, I think it's. Pro- I think it's actually. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the right qualifier for saying this. You're, it's the greatest Star Wars no, science. It's the, the greatest television show. No, it's at it's the worst. <laughs> no, you're the greatest or the worst. I think I I I'm just really impressed that um, they found a way of uh, of taking a story that like you could be like oh okay they're gonna like jam an Obi Wan and Darth Vader story in between Revenge of the Sith and. Uh, um, a new hope and yeah. it's but gonna I mean, just that's be like the raindrop that's the raindrops they have to walk between right and it's like they're just gonna jam something in there and it's gonna be weird and jam it's it. gonna, like not totally work and instead they made something where i'm like oh actually like the way this it's is going good. i'm like this actually gives more more meaning to what happened in a new hope and like actually makes it deeper and more interesting yeah. and they found a way to do that and deborah cho should just make as much star wars as she wants to make because it looks rad like they so, yeah like they make lots of yeah. cool looking stuff and the story works really well and it's like i it was the last episode the one that came out yesterday which is episode five have, have you guys seen the newest episode? The penultimate episode. The penultimate episode of it, which I thought was the best one. Uh, I thought, uh, is it the one where uh, Vader kind of gets all Vadery again? Yes. Where he where fucking crushes the ship and fights the one person, and yeah, 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 where okay. he snatches okay. it, and there's the flashbacks to. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Du- the duel. Can, can can I just say something real quick? Yeah, just the fir- from the f- the first episode. You know, they give you a six minute teaser prelude previously in Star Wars, Wars. Yeah. that recaps three of the shittiest Star Wars movies ever. You know, ever made oh, and makes. Minutes. And makes them look good. Yeah. Makes them look like you missed something really awesome if you hadn't seen those three movies. You know, I was yeah. thinking about this. The actual story of the three prequels is pretty good. Yeah, it's I mean, just overdone. It's over Lucas. It, yeah. It's just it's, it's, it got Lucas. If you were going to produce the backstory for Star Wars four, five, and six, right? The actual story of the prequels is pretty fucking mm-hmm. awesome and this is where sal will check out but tom and i will probably agree I, I i hope i think it's fleshed out and carries even more weight and is more entertaining in the animated series than it is in the the live action Boo. <laughs> Boo. I, mean, I mean i i think the thing that's right i think the thing that's 
interesting about it is that they I it was interesting to see flashbacks that were Vader's flashbacks. Yeah. Right? Where like like his character, he's a character who has, you know, his own thoughts and like he remembers things and he he the fact that he the thing that makes him dangerous is the thing that makes him weak and Obi-Wan knows that about him. Like, and vice he's, versa. like he's not going to be patient enough. Versa. He's not going to be patient enough to do a siege. He's going to just attack because he knows Anakin and he knows that Vader isn't like patient enough to yeah. wait them out. He's going to do like the rash thing. And like it, the it, thing it, being it, that his, the thing that Vader thinks makes Obi-Wan weak actually makes Obi-Wan a hero it makes him it makes him strong and it's like the thing that you go oh okay because obi-wan's always been the jedi that's like the most human you know like he's feels the most like a person right from like he has regrets and he you know like has a sense of humor and he you know like has frustrations and he's always felt like the most human all of them and when it comes down to it and all this time, you know, when you think of A New Hope and you think of Obi-Wan talking about, you know, Vader being like, the last time we met, you know, you were the master and I was the student. And you think it's the fight on yeah. Mustafar. And it's really that Obi-Wan totally faked him up and beat him, like, without having, not being strong enough to fight him. Like, he knew... And what made Vader weak, like his true weaknesses, and he used those against he used him. It, his uh, own. Tom, Tom, it's the <laughs> it's the forty year old veteran pitcher going up against the hot shot slugger, and yeah. sometimes you can't overpower him; you just have to outpitch him. And there is like a, a twist on what you thought that line was, of mm-hmm. like, oh, actually, Vader is angry because Vader knows that he. That's why he lost. He know he remembers the lesson that Obi Wan taught him about his desire for victory will be is his undoing. It's always his weakness. And then when you get to New Hope, New Hope, his desire to defeat Obi Wan is his weakness. And like Obi Wan knows that Vader can't stop himself from doing the thing, you know, from from just trying to kill Obi Wan, right? So it was like I was like, oh my god! Like I thought about it today, and I was like, oh. That's such a, like, what a cool twist to put into the story of, like, actually, like, the thing he's talking about is this event, you know, unless they add another story in between. But for the sake of, <laughs> no, it was like, you can, you can feel that Vader is like, I got, I got, I got duped by Obi-Wan. He beat me, like, doing, without, there's, you know, like, he can't fight him. Like, because we saw that, and Obi Wan's not strong enough. Like, yeah. Can't beat him. Yeah. Like, that's just not. Yeah. But that's not the what. There's other, there's other ways to fight, you know, besides using the lightsaber, right? Which is like the like interesting twist they put on it, which I was like, I was really impressed by. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors? and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels. Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, 
And I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer Podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Vader or, and Obi- Jedis are basically jujitsu black belts is what it comes down to. It's yeah. using an opponent's aggression and strength and size against them. It's, it's you know, it's, it's martial. It's I mean, Jedis are samurai. It's depends it's, on what side they, you're on because, you know, the other side well, uses aggression and strength. And but they're not, they're not Jedi. They're dark Jedi. That's not a thing. They're not dark Jedi. They're well. That's the whole. They're Sith, right? They're not Jedi. I didn't say Sith. Did I? I said fucking Jedi. That's the difference. It's it's so it's basically like a jujitsu black belt versus a D one wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a Sith versus a Jedi, and who wants to be a D one wrestler? They're like, horrible. Nobody, horrible nobody people. wants to be. No they're awful. Stop fucking they're, goading me. Fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i didn't think about that tom that's a really great insight though i mean yeah. the the idea of like that you know somebody the the creators of the of the show really you know kind of examining star wars in a way that rarely gets done which is sort of emotionally and mm-hmm. and you know what are the characters motivations and what are they thinking and and then doing some you know a prequel that kind of stuff from that angle as opposed to just what most fans and i think a lot of people that have you know made some star wars things is like it's like this plot thing of like well how do we fill in the plot holes or how do we fill in the gaps in between the story as opposed to well, how do we think about the the emotions and the motivations and emotional what? weight? And and out of all the relationship, if you're going to say a relationship in Star Wars, I mean the the Ben and Anakin relationship, probably the 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 weightiest of of the relationships in the in the you know the whole mythos of of, of Star Wars. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the one that you have to look back on. That's the most painful relationship, you know. Even like well, that's the one that's maybe it's the one that's really been dealt the with the most. I mean, yeah. if you look it's at the, the all, great betrayal, right? Yeah, it's Shakespearean. Yeah, it's very. Um, and also, yeah, Ewan McGregor is just like extremely watchable. Yeah, he's, oh, like, it's like, he's great he's awesome. at the character. So it's like, and he. And the way that they shoot Vader in it and the way that they use him as like, they do such a good job of making him like, like when they were fighting and he's chasing Obi-Wan Kenobi in the dark, right? And like Vader like pops out of nowhere and then Vader like sets the ground on fire and he's going to like burn Obi-Wan, you know, like it's really visceral and very like... Yeah. terrifying and like yeah Vader's very scared you like understand like how scary he is even more than like he's that Frank- thing. he's like Frankenstein or or, yeah. or the he's a universal monster you know he's what I mean like he's just the got, universal monsters yeah he's he just has this and Dracula and yeah. you know all yeah. of them. and yeah. he's so like it's like you know people always talk about the end of Rogue One being like oh that's like a really scary vader but it's like i think actually in this one is he's more afraid because he's very like 
he's just like killing people. He just is like stabbing people's necks. He's just like he would he you know, I saw it, this is a whole other thing where people were like, Well, why didn't he just like grab Obi-Wan when the the he you know all the flames were surrounding him? I was like, That's not the point. The point is Vader thinks he can get him whenever he wants. He doesn't need He's toying to with him. He's toying yeah, he's with him. He's yeah, well he yeah. wants it, he, he wants him, he wants him to suffer. He wants him to yeah. burn. He wants him to admit he's lost. Like he did. Like in the flashback. Yeah. He just wants Obi-Wan to admit that he he that Vader's defeated him. That like he's got the upper yeah. hand. So he's not like it's not about like a tactical <laughs> victory of like I've defeated Obi-Wan Kenobi and this is like a tactical win. It's like purely vengeance and cruelty and like yeah, there's no there's no there is no reason yeah obi-wan's been hiding on a desert planet <laughs> for a decade there's no practical reason from from a strategic standpoint yeah. of the empire that he needs to be all these resources need to hunt him down there's 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 no reason for it whatsoever other than victor yet, is yeah wants to defeat wants victory he's wants a, to he's obsessed well, he's obsessed he, with him he, yeah he and probably in his mind can't truly become ascendant until he defeats his master, right? He's Obi Wan's bitch. He's Obi Wan's bitch. Obi Wan is living rent free. Never. He's never. I mean, they do such a good job in how they shoot it. Of like somehow they get Vader in a mask to you get that the way they frame it up of like you know that he is like Obi-Wan de- defeated me again. And like, I lost <laughs> because I lost for the same reason I always lose to him. And <laughs> well, even, even the fight that he has with um, uh, the Inquisitor, yeah. uh, Reva. Right. Her, you know, yeah, like, the third sister. Third sister yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he's toying hmm. with her. Yeah. He's, he could a, oh, yeah. Her at, he's, uh, never, he's never in yeah. danger. Yeah. It's just, never. it's, it's not a, um, and you know it's not it's not a fight out of necessity. He's he's enjoying himself. He's being cruel and vicious, and that's what makes him terrifying. Is he's this very powerful? I mean, that's the thing. It's like you wish you want people with in power with power to be like Obi Wan to yeah. have kindness and a sense of humor and self reflection. And Vader is none of those things. He's all ego and and just cruelty and you know he's ult- the ultimate. That's what makes him kind of the ultimate bad guy. One of the one of the greatest villains. But I yeah all, I think all he wants to do is win bigly. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree though. Like the end of Rogue One, I, I thought that was kind of disappointing because it's like I didn't think it made oh. Vader more interesting or more imposing. It, it just was like more of a he's badass. Yeah, but who gives a shit? I mean that that. It's like to me, it's it's what Tom like what you're saying of like most of the time, whenever we see something revealed about the history of these characters, it's disappointing because your imagination is better than the reality of it. Yeah, uh, and so not seeing Vader wade through thirty guys, but knowing that he could, the you know for for thirty years, forty years, knowing that makes him, I think, more impressive than that one scene yeah but in this you know they they like you said they frame it and they they choreograph it yeah. so it's not a physical thing necessarily it's but it is like this, 
he's posing yeah. menace. I, he's know, I, menacing I and he's smart and he knows what yeah. Obi-Wan's doing. Like, right, when he's like, he was, you know, Obi-Wan was wise to use you against me. Like, he anticipates yeah. these, like, but he's like very powerful and very strategic, but he has a weakness, which is his he loses desire. His shit. He lo- he, and he <laughs> knows it, right? And like, <laughs> That's why I thought that whole like the way they use that flashback sequence at as you're watching it sort of unfold as the story yeah. unfolds of like oh like I thought that was just that was great it was like just really great storytelling of like oh like the fact that it's Vader's memory and it's Vader remembering this lesson that Obi-Wan had tried to teach him before and like he's being taught it once again like you're desi- you're single- and he's still trying to disprove it. it he still <laughs> yeah. doesn't believe it yeah. and he's yeah. still yeah yeah, yeah. even was, and it is interesting because you then you look at like when they meet in in a new hope and it's you know now you know the the student has become the master and it's like i i've i've fooled you i tricked you into coming here yeah you know and yeah once again but it's he still and, and still ben has win, and Ben wins again. And yeah. even though Obi Wan tells him, "If you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine," yeah. he can't stop himself. From <laughs> it. He has to do it. Like yeah. that's his yeah. victory. And even though it's yeah. exactly the thing that Obi Wan yeah. wants him to do, he knows Vader won't be able to stop himself it, from it's doing. Very it. cool how they have kept that um, thematically relevant and and not relevant, important to that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and, just, well, you know, and that's the hard thing. It's got to be the hard thing as a writer. It's like you know how the story ends. Yeah, you know but where these characters just, are. It, how it's do you make the, it they just found like a cool way of like just the simple fact of like Vader having a flashback, like yeah, right. showing Vader having a, any thought, you know, or like. I, I was kind of hoping for a Cobra Kai kind of, you know, Ben was the bad guy sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> which, he, you know, they kind of in some ways have have done, you know, over the years. But yeah, um, yeah, I will say, can I can we give a little shout out to Hayden Christensen for I, I, in the flashback scenes, which are obviously not yeah. really flashback, but yeah, it reminded me that even back in the preludes, he was really good with a lightsaber. Like yeah. he was really athletic, oh, yeah, and, and athletic. he was very good with it, and it showed. He must have trained pretty hard, yeah. Because you even see it in this; like he is, he can really, really good with that thing, and and uh, it shows in the choreography. And not just to focus on the last episode, because that was the one I just watched, and I was like, oh, that was awesome. But you know, just like you know, tapping into the same stuff that the Mandalorian tapped into, of like, okay, well. We're going to pull from Samurai Sword. Like the end of the first episode when you see Obi-Wan like pull his cloak back and you see that he has his lightsaber on and it's like, well, that could just be a cowboy with his six-shooter. You know, it's such like oh, a yeah. perfect yeah. like oh, little like moment of like... It's Western, right? Yeah, or, or it's like... Film. Yeah, so it's just finding those... So it's just been... It's very extremely well done. And I'm just like, oh, like... Or even the stuff with the third sister and who she is and like the idea mm-hmm. of like the you know, trauma and like what and what essentially Obi-Wan's failure and Anakin the things Anakin did and what effect that had on other people. And like yeah, right. like they're not the only people in this universe. Yeah, like what Anakin did was 
was you know like it was it was awful especially in light of many things happening in the real world right they had to put that warning in front of it and i was like ah and then i was like yeah you need to put that warning in front of what happens in it children being slaughtered yeah and it's like you know it was just a very interesting and very impressive way of like of telling a story that I was kind of like, eh, I'm sure it'll be okay because like Ewan McGregor's really good as Obi-Wan yeah. and like, he'll be very watchable and there'll be like some cool stuff. And I, maybe my expectations were sort of tamped down by uh, the book of Boba Fett, which was just sort of like really dumb and at times fun <laughs> and at times just sort of dumb to like getting something that was like, Oh, actually this is really like uh, kind of interesting and like much in between book of boba fett and and mandalorian yeah i mean i think i think yeah i was gonna say like i think mandalorian the first season's so great and such a great like rejuvenation but i i I just think there's so many i mean some the some of the best episodes of the mandalorian uh the same director did it and you can kind of see like the way you know, she approaches like the storytelling and how like the universe feels and how like fight scenes should feel. Yes, yeah. What? And how and how like oh god, it's the Bill Burr character. Oh uh, yeah, I got my. <laughs> hey, I got, couldn't. Couldn't. I, I couldn't. I, not... I need to get that. I think I need to get that. Uh, it's a, okay, Migs Mayfield. I couldn't not. I you guys I were talking about. To order this right now before I forget. I, I, I had to. I mean, it was Bill Burr uh, as a Star Wars character. I haven't bought a Star Wars action figure in quite a long time, but I, I had to get the Bill Burr Miggs, Miggs character action figure from the Mandalorian. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tom. No, that's okay. I, I, I'm not, I could talk about forever, because I'm also like the whole like swerve of like, it's actually about Leia and not Luke, which is kind of like a fun like oh that wasn't what i was ex- you know that wasn't what i was expecting they like found little ways to like do unexpected things right and like kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah absolutely and like kind of catch you off guard and then you know drop some like anakin's just vader's never gonna learn his lesson he's just never gonna you know you like well, can't you know, help himself you can't help hubris himself. Yeah, it's hubris. He can't. He can't. Yeah, I, I will say this. The other thing I noticed, um, I'm assuming they're using like practical lightsabers because the lighting. Yeah. When they light up those lights, it's so cool looking now that they have actual light reflecting off of Vader's yeah. costume. Yeah, it's the red and and it's really amazing looking. I, I'm assuming it's real light. You know, they're just yeah. like using the 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 really you know high end lightsabers yeah. like, why wouldn't you but it, it looks it adds such a great element that was never there in in the movies yeah. before because they it was all cgi and they you know but it, now it you see like, like the set pieces where like obi-wan is fighting the two, two stormtroopers in the dark and like you yeah just, yes. you know and like they still find like just these cool fight scene moments that like maybe we haven't quite seen before done this way in star wars so it's like just it's not just like the story like the interesting story stuff they've also done like just like how do you do like this cool fight scene like in a way that we haven't quite seen before you know and like so kudos a successful 
successful Obi-Wan. story. I'm pumped. I'm like a little sad that the next one's the last one because I've been enjoying it so much and I'm kind of like... Oh, yeah. I don't remember the last TV show pop culture kind of thing that, that you've been this excited about. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this is really good. And like, yeah. I, I also would say that like a lot, I think a lot of things and a lot of things are built now. Well, I think a lot of things just in general built not to like think about at all after you've watched <laughs> right, it. Right? Right. And like, you shouldn't don't Move think about it next. too much. Yeah. So that's why I find like the angle they took on it so interesting. Cause when you think about it and you think about like in the context of a new hope and you're like, huh, actually that makes that whole conversation like really interesting in a way that I didn't think of it as like what it meant when, you know, what it means when Vader's like, now I'm the master. Like that sense of like, you, you know, like you got me last time. It's different now, not this time. And like the way Obi-Wan is just like, he knows what Vader's going to do. Like he, (laughs) he's always known, you know, like that's what Anakin's like. That's like, yeah. He's always loved him, but he's always been at his core yeah. distrustful of, of what Anakin is capable mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. from the very beginning. I will say there's a couple of things in it that I that I'm sort of disappointed with, but mostly it's I mean mostly it's really, really good. The the only thing like I I'm it's fun, but it's also kind of annoying to me in in some way that every time Obi-Wan gets in trouble, he gets bailed out by somebody. Which is sort of like, eh, okay, is he ever going to save himself? Oh, yeah. Is he ever, yeah, you know, like there's constantly yeah. someone saving his save ass. Him, save him at the last minute. You keep waiting yeah. for him to be a badass. Well, not so much that, but it's just like, I don't know. It's one of those things like a, a, a sort of writer's rule of, of like, you know, it, it, it's almost like a deus ex machina constantly. Like something, yeah. you know, something, he get, you, you, you put him in this incredible danger. How's he going to get out of this? How is he going to get out of this? Oh well, someone's gonna save him. Yeah. As opposed to he's gonna save himself some clever way. It's it's kind of like eh. I, the first time I was like okay. The second time I was like okay. Well, I mean, and then yeah, the third time I'm like, what the fuck? The There's it's we it's super like meta nerdy. Whenever you're like suspension of disbelief in a Star Wars universe, you know where you're like, oh yeah, two decommissioned snow speeders are gonna be able to overrun an imperial outpost by themselves yeah and and when did they start hovering like that That yeah right yeah Yeah. they can just hover and yeah i mean i felt like the worst nerd ever Uh, i'm like like, whatever yeah exactly yeah that was like oh just no yeah yeah but but there was part of me it's just like wait a minute how did they get into airspace right you know what the fuck who's running the radar jj abrams has established that you can just fly up to anything yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah, and no, like nobody anti-aircraft. Yeah, this yeah. is the rules now. The rules so are you I can just fly up to it. Just fly up to it. It's fine. So also, it's I agree with Tom in that there's some fascinating character explorations. There's some major plot issues. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 like I said, I, 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 I've enjoyed the hell out of it. I think it's yeah, really, really sure. good. I, there was just a couple of little things I, I, I wanted to nitpick on, but the other one was, um, and not this is like really super. You have to kind of let this shit go in Star Wars. Yes, but it's like, okay, if if Leia and Obi Wan had this adventure together, yeah. why is it in A New Hope? She's like, 
you yeah. fought for my father in the Clone Wars, General <laughs> Kenobi. Like he, she uh, didn't they're know. Gonna the fuck, they're gonna change that. They're gonna change that. They're gonna. They, they will explain that. They will explain. They will. They'll explain it in the episode in the yeah. in the show. They're gonna. She gets a concussion and forgets. Will, I don't know. No, they're gonna just change a new sense. hope. They're just gonna change a new hope. <laughs> Go back and re remaster oh, the audio. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna just redo it. It's like you saved me once before. Yeah, like I mean, she is only like ten, so I guess she could forget, right? Like you could certainly by the time you're in. I don't know. But that's once again, it's like you know, that one was actually brought up by a friend of mine. He's like, I don't know. After the first episode, he's like complaining about. I'm like, listen, you got to remember that movie was not supposed to go on for forty fucking years. <laughs> that, that, you know, that was most likely one one movie deal. Yeah, he didn't have the money to make another one. He wasn't planning on it going on for sixty years and twelve movies, and you know, nobody plans. So you got to kind of let that stuff go a little bit. You got to, you know, just let it slide. Okay, you know, they're brother and sister. We get it. Okay, yeah. let it slide. They I, I, I love that. <laughs> Wayne is uh, is chiming in on the comment section. How do you fit two adults and a child in the backseat of a snowspeed? <laughs> there you go. There's, there's you gotta let that stuff go, man. It's it's uh, you know it is what it is. Not comfortable. It's not comfortable. <laughs> hey, you're when you're escaping for your life from a you know yeah you'll find a way to fit into a backseat. Yeah, yeah, you'll squeeze. You'll squeeze um, in there. Can I, can I six me and six buddies squeezing the back of a hatchback? Yeah, I'm so, you know, come yeah, on. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I fit three people in the trunk before I get into a drive-in movie theater. There you um, go. That's some right? like fuck, that's some like um, uh, American graffiti type stuff. Oh. <laughs> I'm old. Well, I'm sure old. Friends. It was Southern Illinois. They were like thirty uh, years behind the rest of the country. Yeah, it was very, like the fifties. <laughs> In 1987, me and my two greaser yeah, friends. Like, like, like Fright Night or something like that, you know. It was always a double feature, so it'd be like you know, Raiders of the Lost Dark and and some terrible fucking movie at that point. Um, what I, I want to I want to switch did, gears, stay with the same network. Um, uh, Disney. Yeah, with Disney Plus. Uh, did, the did you, did you watch uh, Miss Marvel the the first episode? Not yet. It's no. next on my list of things after it's, it's really good. It is exactly you, you watch it and it is exactly what they want it to be, which is a Disney kids show that takes place in the in the MCU. And it is not for any hey. of the three of us. <laughs> it is for the a Disney kids audience that well, is fascinating. I'm gonna videos. watch and it is fantastic. I'm gonna watch and I'm gonna complain about it. Yes, I know you will. It's, ah, not, for, it's not for me, but it's mm-hmm. certainly I'm certainly gonna have a lot of thoughts about it. It is right. smart, it is well written, the production values are fantastic. It's a it is a great show that I probably won't watch the rest of. And that's fine because it's not targeted towards me. What is this? And, some sort of fucking? Is this some sort of like? <laughs> is this well, the white guilt segment? What are we doing here? No, <laughs> no, I'm just like no, it's not it's for me. But it's I know it's <laughs> great. It's great. I'm just. It's not the best watch. show I've ever seen. No, it's I'm not for me. me. I'm not but it's the greatest it. television show. No, it's great. I'm, I'm not going to watch another episode. Be really good, not be for me to watch. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, you 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 did your your part as an ally to the 
children. The, 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 if the, if that I came through, then I have accomplished my goal, Sal. <laughs> I, I have no plan of watching it. I know it's not for me, and I don't give a shit about that character, and I never have. But that's fine, and that's good. So we'll talk about something else. How about uh, spin the wheel? Uh, do we want to talk about Star Trek or Stranger Things? Um, yeah, either one. I've watched everything. I've watched it all. You watched, watched it all? Them. Okay, I want to talk about Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. It's fucking Star awesome. Trek, Star it's, Trek. It makes me excited about watching Star Trek again. It is so good. I will say, I think Pike is is becoming my favorite captain. Um, and I, I, I yeah. love that he is the Boy Scout that doesn't want to be a Boy Scout in this last episode, which was... Yeah. was really terrific. Oh, and, and uh, Anson Mount is great. But the character I, I, I described to people is like, it's it's Captain Kirk, but emotionally available. Uh, yeah, well, Kirk was, I don't know. I don't think he's Kirk so much, honestly. I, I, oh, I, think, I think there's a lot of Kirk there. Do you? I don't think he's nearly well, as much hair of a... alone, right? The hair, the hair. The hair's amazing. <laughs> the hair, the hair. Yeah, I hope. I hope whatever they have the, that. Whatever the like the last episode where they have like the pan out to from his hair, and it's just like it. I'm like, is that fucking like five inches tall? Yeah, and it's it's crazy. a it's it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, he's got he's got hair. He's got good hair. Good hair. It's good hair. Um, but I think there's a lot of difference between him and Kirk. I mean, Kirk was, uh, you know, I mean, he, Kirk was certainly more of a, a a maverick kind of a character he was a bit of a ladies man he was yeah. he was a very 60s sort of like you yeah. know yeah. almost almost a spy or something he, he, where... he was the james bond that's a yeah, yeah. Captain, right um where i think pike is much more i mean he is a boy scout he is the nice guy he is you know uh yeah. a bit of a cowboy but more he's more like captain america or something he's he's he just sort of believe in people yeah, he, he's 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 a good dude, and um, he's yeah, he does the right dude. thing. He's a solid dude. He's a he solid make, guy. He makes good people better. He does have his ladies. I mean, he's you know he's an attractive this last episode, captain. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, he's you know he's he, but uh, yeah, he, yeah yeah. It was an interesting. It was an interesting episode. This last one was certainly interesting, but I've I've enjoyed it. I mean, it's. I love that it's a episodic TV show that it's yes. every episode is sort of its own thing. And they keep referencing going back to stuff. Um, Which is good. Yeah, it's great. But, but I love that every episode is sort of its own standalone thing. And I think, you know, one thing that I've kind of picked up with it is, is that they, they take classic, um, the original series, um, if not even storylines, just plot concepts, and they throw them back, you know, put them into a blender, throw them back out, and you're like, oh, okay, I've seen this before, but then they put that very interesting spin on it that you haven't seen before. So it's familiar but new at the same time. And I guess yeah. this last episode was actually a um, uh, an unused Roddenberry either script or concept. And, and so it felt very 1960s Star Trek, Star Trek concept in, in what it was trying to, to, to convey. So I, I think they're, they're basically they're embracing that rotten 1960s Roddenberry um, is, is kind of the, the, the anchor point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, 
you know, Star Trek from the beginning was a show about something, but it was a silly sci-fi show. It was a fun sci-fi show, but with a kind of heart of, of trying to, you know, show us at our best. It was almost and, subversive in Yeah. It's, in almost. It, well, it was it was very <laughs> subversive. Yeah. Half, Majorly, of, yeah. 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 And and that, I think that's rights, maybe rights issues. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And this one is doing the same kind of thing. I mean, the, this mm-hmm. episode, you know, is about identity and, and very much about, you know, Spock's Falcon and human, you know, sides and then um I can't think of the character's name, the, the, the bad, the, the villain in the show, this episode, that's um, a trans actress. Um, And, and um, you know, and they don't really make an issue of that in the show necessarily. I mean, she's just playing a part. She's great. And, and she's, you know, probably a reoccurring character. That was like, I knew that that character was, was going to be fine in the end of the episode because I was like, Oh, that, that character's too good. That's yeah, a reoccurring sounds, role yeah. for sure. That character's yeah, coming back. Sure. <laughs> no, she's and, just and it, it's a very socially aware show, but it is very smartly written and executed in a way that you're aware of it, but not over aware of it. Well, it's, it's entertainment first. It's entertaining. It, and then, yeah. hey, guess what? We'll, we'll, we'll also yeah. give you some a message. Yeah. You know, and it's not yeah. just like it's not. I, I think we talked about this before. Like Discovery was, it felt very much like, well, we have a message, yes, and then maybe we'll get to a show, and and it's just like, eh, kind of boring. It's but where this is, yeah. no, this is a silly, entertaining, fun Star Trek me, space adventure me show, first and educate yeah. me next. You know, edutainment. edutainment. It's edutainment. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. I, I'm having a blast watching it. It's it's super fun and. Yeah. I get misty every time that goddamn intro. Every I'm so old. You I'm never so, skip through it. You're like I'm no. gonna. I'm, oh, I'm gonna. I watch it. A fucking warm blanket, just, isn't it? You got some intros. You just have to watch every time. Yeah, every yeah. single time. I never skip over it. But I get miss. I'm so I'm so filled with estrogen at this point in my old life. I have no more testosterone in my body. It's just I just like, I get misty. I, it, it, especially the little at the end where it's just the it's the weird you know and it's G, created by gene roddenberry and then it's the weird and it's just like oh jesus every time gets me <laughs> so the show i'm watching that gets me emotionally every time is the boys the, yeah, I get that, that creates some emotions for sure. It does, and it's gotten fucking uh, even more horrible this year. <laughs> well, they, you know, that show. I mean, they love being irreverent. Like that oh, entire oh, cast. Torture people. You want to shock people? Yeah. Watch the fucking boys. You like? Oh, it, you you were just saying, you know, on Star Trek. It's like, oh yeah, this is going to be a reoccurring character, and in the boys, you're like, oh. This is going to be a reoccurring. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and, you know, beheading. You know, they—they're, uh, yeah, they're very much on uh, the whole. It seems like the entire production is very much enjoying being irreverent and out of, you know, just bloody as hell. And I mean, they find like really horrible ways to do everything. It's just, it's just the the <laughs> the whole 
fucking dildo fight scene <laughs> <laughs> was just all right yeah why not i mean right. you know yeah yeah uh just yeah they, they never they just keep finding new ways to 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 murder people in bizarre but it also it's like you know and there was another show i just want to mention after this but um they just like they twist the knife with homelander i mean that oh. scene that last you know thing i don't want i'm not going to give it away but yeah. the reveal of, of with homelander is just so vicious and horrible and awful and it's just like oh god he's so evil he's so fucking evil and they just keep they just love and the guy the actor is just amazing at oh. it he's so good yeah at being that psychopath you, but the the reinforcement of the lack of hope and lack of yeah. power against him if superman was an asshole yeah you know Oh, so what I wanted to mention was: Are you what? Are you caught up? Have you caught up on Barry? No. Holy fuck! I heard it got I, really fucking dark. Like to the point where I'm not sure I want to watch it anymore. It got so dark. Like I, it I, is. I've heard like I had a few friends who were like, uh, the sort of comedy drama balance kind of is <laughs> out the window. Yeah. But but it's also fascinating. Like there's a there there you know there's a there's an episode. Not the last episode of the season, but I think the penultimate episode was directed by um, Bill Hader, and there's a scene where he's uh, it's a it's a high speed motorcycle chase on a highway, and he directed it, and it's one of the most interesting. I've never seen anyone do it quite like this, Mm -hmm. as far as how the chase scene goes, and it was one of the most interesting sort of ways to film a high-speed chase there was some humor in but it was just like wow this is really fascinating that's the thing about that show is it is super it has gotten super super dark and there is some comedy to it but it's it's way darker than it is funny at this point but it's also fascinating the way that it's made like they they do some really interesting work and I don't know if it's whether it's out of budget or just imagination, but I, I don't know if Bill Hader's just a fucking genius. It I is mean, a I think he is. Serious weight to it, and, and Hader, yeah. yeah, I thought, yeah, Hader's a genius. He he really he is a he is a, a an entertainment genius for being there, the range that he has and the creativity. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and, but yeah, the last this last season is. Whew, uh, I mean, the, <laughs> I'm sure the actors all enjoyed it, but the last episode is just kind of one scene of horror, and 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 not horror like in a visceral sense, in a psychological way, where these these act these characters are going through horrible, horrible things, and you just see it all over their faces. Like every one of them are is experiencing dread and terror and horror like and and it's just like so much crying and red-faced and it was it was really something else you know quite i i have a hard time not watching it but i have a hard time watching it as well it's just like god damn yeah so well i i I told you i stopped watching and i and i will start again at the end of season one it was the moment of like pure happiness 
and then <laughs> things go off the rail. Oh, like, you know, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to pick it back up whenever I'm in a mental place to handle that Barry's happiness has been stolen from him because I know that the next. Oh, yeah. Well, be don't even. Because that's what don't even. It's, yeah. You know. It was, it you was probably crazy. you probably shouldn't even watch season three. To be honest with you, it's if 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 season if season one if season one is getting to be too much, forget it. Season season three, you know, might. Now, I watch a lot of serious TV. There's a point where I'm just like, I need to watch. Okay, it's in my video game life too because I just uh, they put Dying Light, the definitive edition, on sale, and that is an amazing game. Dying Light is awesome, but there's a point where I'm just like, yeah, I need I, this. Is my heart rate is going? I'm tense. You need I to just play some like Mario Party. Party as fuck. <laughs> Mario Party, yeah, just to get out of it. Yeah, just I to... need some Mario Kart yeah. or something because it's like everything. All of my entertainment is like really fucking. Scary. Everything's falling apart. Everything's falling apart, and you're an idiot for thinking anything else other than. Entropy is undefeated. Right. Yeah, I'm not watching a lot of fucking comedy. So like yeah. Barry, you know, was funny, but nope. you know, had you know that's like, over. No fun. No, no funny. It's yeah. no funny now. Yeah. It's not, it still has a few moments of humor, but very rare. Now it's oh, like Hank. abject terror and bleak, you yeah. know, horror, and then yeah, there's a couple of minutes of funniness somewhere here and there but yeah i guess that's what you know going you know uh, a quick sidestep back to uh, strange new worlds that does give me that kind of like shiny bright hopeful mm. show for sure and message that i need in my <laughs> life and that it, it is it is incredibly hopeful and that's a good thing to have it is. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's part of the reason I'm enjoying it so much, too, is it's just like, oh, this is just fun. Yeah. I can just have fun with it. I know everybody's going to be oh. fine. Maybe the, the captain's not fucking everyone and has a cocaine habit <laughs> that he's trying to, you know, cover up from Starfleet. And, you know, it's like uh, the guy in, uh, you know, engineering is, you know. <laughs> well, wait for, Quentin, wait for Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie for that. Right? It's like, oh, I no, I really don't. I don't need that. <laughs> yeah 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 i'm well, sure there's fan fiction out there no i can only imagine can only imagine ah uh, so um what else there was one other that i want so we talked about the boys strange new world w1 miss marvel stranger um, things did we talk about stranger things the, <sighs> it's too much to go into we don't have time I mean, we can talk about Stranger Things and how amazing it is. Do we want to, you know, save it till uh, the 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 second half of season four drops here in a couple weeks? Sure. All right. Listen to that on ACTV, which you can get by being a patron. Uh, Once to- in a while. Every- not right now. Hey, not right well, now. But that's I'm your good. work schedule. Not mine, sir. Uh, so, um, oh, we all contributed to this long layoff. Let's I know, not come on. Yeah, no, it's everyone. Everyone had a piece. All right. So, uh, before the show, we talked about um, uh, what we wanted to talk about tonight, and in order, and we we didn't want to lead off the show with uh, with bad tidings and and, and a somber note. Uh, but we definitely wanted to talk about today's passing of, of Tim Sale. 
and talk a little bit about his career and what he meant to us and to comics because he was, uh, you know, I, I put him in that, that master class category of, of comic artists. And uh, it's, uh, he was an important creator. It's been a rough year already for right? legendary comic I'm, I'm book tired, artists. Tired of this. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I just happened to see it literally a couple hours ago. I was, you know, I, I've been offline for weeks now, really. I mean, I jump on Twitter every once in a while, but I just don't spend that much time on, on social media anymore. Um, but I happened to see it, you know, somebody, Ron Salas, I think had, had posted something about it and he, he, he posted a post and it was just like, Tim Sale was so good. And then he posted some art. And I'm like, what do you mean was? Did Tim Sale die? And then I found out he had died. And um, 66 years old. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I you know I don't know any of the details about you know what happened or or whatever. But um, I think he had been sick for a while. Yeah, um, but, you know his, his production had dropped off. We hadn't seen anything from Tim Sale in yeah. a long time. But you know just to. I knew so I knew how amazing Tim Sale was. <clears throat> he's you know, one of my favorites. He's in that Darwin Cook, Tim, you know, uh, Bruce Tim school, you know, the, the amazing, you know, he's the, out of the Alex Toth school, I guess you would, you would say. Um, and so I had huge reverence for him, but it was how I found out was Marta came into my office um, today and and she looked at me. She was like, "You've talked about Tim Sale before, right?" And I just looked at her. and I was like, "Oh Jesus, don't tell me he died." And she just kind of looked at me, didn't say anything, and walked out. I'm like, "Oh, okay." If my wife, <laughs> the harbinger of yeah, if my, <laughs> wife, if my wife is the one that's that's going to tell me that that Tim Sale died. I mean, that talks to you about his cultural importance, right? Yeah, he was he was a he was a fantastic comic artist. Yeah, I I first noticed him sale when he was doing um uh Myth Adventures mm-hmm. was a series of books by Robert Asprin that I absolutely loved when I was a kid. Um and I read every single one of them uh just over and over again. I, I loved those books and he had done some covers and then he did um some of the graphic, I think he was doing covers for the comic book stuff that was being done by Phil Folio. Uh, how do you, I can't think of how you say his name. Fol, Phil Foglio, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, like I, I never would have thought he would have been a comic book artist mm-hmm. at the level that he ended up being and, and, and had done some of the, best stuff some of the stuff that i love absolutely the most in all of comics um you know whether it is you know all of his stuff with with jeff Loeb, i just absolutely adore i would have his art in my living room yeah well and he i mean as a shitty artist myself like he's one of those guys that i just looked at and and was always just like man i wish i could draw like that i just wish i you know i could draw characters that way and just his ability to sort of absolutely push characters to the extreme and yet you still knew who they were i mean if you look at some of his stuff from the batman stuff that he did the long halloween or 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 dark victory it's like some of those character designs of like the joker and the riddler and you know a penguin are just crazy they don't i mean they're such 
cartoons, but you know absolutely who they are, they and they, they, yeah, they're they're, they're amazing. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, you know, or, or like you know, Superman for all seasons, and Catwoman, and Spider Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, Captain America, you know, all that stuff this, he did. This double page spread <clears throat> of Catwoman. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean he's just he's yeah. just absolutely uh amazing and it's a shame and way too soon. Um, you know, and unfortunately never got to meet him. I never did. Uh, I know that I and I actually had Richard Starkings, um you you guys of course know and we remember from uh our early days of around comics. He was a, was a, has been on the show Winnie City Comic Con and I still remember and now you know even more so had kind of always regretted the fact that I remember Richard had told us at one point I don't remember what the reason was behind it or what it was but he's like I think it was if we were going to do Windy City Comic Con he was three, he was going to have Tim Sale come, and yeah. we didn't do Windy City Comic Con three. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always thought about that at one point. Whenever Tim Sale's name came up, I was like, "God damn it! I wish I would have. You know, we could have hung yeah. out with him and got to know him." But uh, I know Richard was, uh, uh, you know, him and, and Tim were real good friends, and uh, yeah. So I don't know. Just just sucks. It just fucking sucks. This is my uh, my Batman uh, ego and other tales hardcover that uh, I I did get to meet Tim Sale briefly, and and he signed at the top of the at the top. Of well, the thanks page. for rubbing that in, Chris. I really appreciate it. Rub just rub that yeah. salt in the wound. Yeah, to show up. Yeah, and I'll never yeah, forget. Yeah. So <laughs> Way to make it all about you. And, well, this and was your... at WonderCon, and so you know I, I I go to Tim Sale, and it was just, I when I say meet, it was a convention. I you know I I went to his table. To have him sign some books. You paid him money. You paid him and money he was, you, to sign. Uh, your book. Yeah, I think I probably gave the hero initiative, whatever, because uh, he was one of those creators. Like Tim Sale didn't need your money for to sign autographs, so he would always have you know a, a hero uh, initiative donation. He was active in hero. He was just a, a wonderful human being. So he signs this, and I remember like later that night, I went to Ice. Or, uh, yeah, Isotope Comics, James Symes store, and Darwin was doing a, a, a signing. I wanted to get New Frontier and the Batman Ego book, and he opens it up and he goes, "Ah, sale that fucking cunt signing at the top of the page." So I, you know, he, to to edge me out, and he was he was uh, upset at how high on the page uh, Sale signed his name, which I just thought was kind of hilarious. Sounds sounds very Darwin. It was very Darwin. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll miss we'll miss Tim Sale. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, you had alluded to earlier that he was, you know, he was in failing health for a while because it, wasn't there a um, a, a project uh, announced out of the, like the the Daredevil, Yellow, Captain America, Red, White, and Blue series? that he was going to do again. And then it just kind of never happened. I honestly, I don't remember. Yeah. With Lo- um, I think there was yeah. another Loeb project that was announced and, and then I never saw anything from it. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, he hadn't done anything in quite a while. I don't remember the last thing he, he did do, but um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a shame we won't see anything more from him because he was a fucking master and yeah. I uh, I absolutely it, it love, was, love um, his work. It was Pace Pot Pete Purple. 
<laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Buy it. <laughs> I would read it. <laughs> it looks like uh oh he worked he did the stuff on remember that showed the tv show heroes oh, yeah. so he had done all the stuff that was in that um oh man heroes yeah i don't know 2007 was superman confidential Mm-hmm. 2015, uh, a Captain America White limited series was announced in 2008, but only issue zero was published. The long delayed project finally saw print in September of 2015. So yeah, he must have around around that time. So you know, I don't know what it was, but yeah, I'm assuming it was probably cancer. Yeah, probably fucking. Uh, but yep. All right. Um, so we didn't go read his stuff. Go read his somber night. It's you know, or somber note. It's it's certainly you know, we want this to be a, a celebration of the of the man's work and his contribution to comics and entertainment and all that. You know, I loved his work. I think we all loved his work. So yeah, it's sad that he's gone, but certainly want to you know go back and then yeah, I'm gonna read Long Halloween. Uh, probably this weekend and, and uh, you know, remember, you know, again, why I love that series. Yeah. I, well, and, and there was a special that came out um, this year, uh, the Batman long Halloween special mm-hmm. um, that came out in December uh, or maybe it was October. I don't remember last year. Um, that was really good. So I don't know if that was pre- stuff that was previously, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head, but um that was tim jeff jeff Loeb and tim's i would imagine their last yeah. collaboration so yeah go read his stuff man if you haven't read uh you know like like I said not everything is obviously amazing as far as story wise but art wise there's nothing nothing that he did that wasn't yeah. good so oh, daredevil yellow is awesome yeah i just did a it's funny i just did um a, a podcast on that I don't remember who I did it with, but uh, some podcast had asked me to come on. And I think the, it, it was, uh, I can't remember their name, British guys, kids. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so that was fun talking about Daredevil Yellow for a while. I hadn't read it in a while, so rereading it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I probably pick up every year, I pick up something, one of Tim mm-hmm. Sale's books and read it just because it's just the art alone is just yeah. Fucking, I mean, the long Halloween is 12 issues and it's just like page after page after page of awesome, amazing goddamn art. And, yeah. and yeah. you can't read it fast. I mean, you can, but you don't want to. You I don't even to. know if I read it anymore. I think I just look at it. I don't yeah, even think yeah. I read the, you know, you the words. To, you want to curl up and spend time with it. So, yep. Great stuff. Yep. Great stuff. So, all right. Fabulous. Um, all right. So, um, as you may have noticed out there, uh, got busy summertime stuff going on. Woo! So, uh, we're back on our regular Thursday schedule, I believe. No, no, I won't. No. I won't. I'll be in. Well, maybe next Thursday, I, but I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know what my internet's going to be from where I'll be at. So right. if I, if I have good internet, then yes. I'll, all right. I'll, so, so we're going to, we're going to work on this. Um, (laughs) this uh, regular schedule thing you know one day we'll get it figured out one day we'll have a schedule regular yeah uh but yeah so uh anyway there's i mean it's regular in the sense that if it's gonna happen it'll be thursday 
right? <laughs> Around oh, eight-ish, eight-fifteen. Yeah. And if not, that's as and, regular as we get. And if it's not happening, then it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it. May, Sal may give me the password to uh, to access stuff, and so we that's might, just you know, even bring on a guest uh, uh, at some point. But we'll figure that oh, out. I know what happens when that starts. Then, then I'm off the show. You guys are no, no, no. You own the URL. You're over. Oh yeah, I forgot the show. Right. <laughs> yeah, you start bringing in guests that you don't like. Yeah. Oh well, there's a few of those. Like, no, I like it. I love Will. What are you talking about? I know you do. And when you have some fucking time on the weekend to record with us, we're going to record K-Billy Super Sounds. It is uh, time for Django Unchained. Django! And uh, then we have uh, Hateful Eight. And Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So we have like three months left. Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Or Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, uh, two different shows or two different movies. Two different movies. Great. Yeah. Well, movies. one's great. One's eh. One's great. One's yeah. Okay, I'll watch that again. Yeah. Um. Totally. Oh, I watched World War Z again last night for the uh, first time in years. It's a really good zombie movie. Is it the best zombie I, movie? <laughs> no, it's it's a really good zombie movie. I really it's, it's, right. it's a good it's a good movie. I I enjoyed World War Z. I watched the Kentucky Fried movie last night for that, for the first wow. time ever. Are you Carbondale graduates, my friend? John Landis movie. Um, it's not a good movie. It's a terrible movie. But yeah, but it and, spawned so much amazing. It did. It did. Yeah. It's a really awful, awful, horrible. Like in multiple ways, it's horrible. I mean, yeah. especially, you know, at this point in time, but yeah. yeah. And strangely, like the, there's a weird, like I've never seen a movie that has like a, a three minute trailer to begin the movie, but then the rest of the movie is, is not that much about the trailer. <laughs> it's like a very strange concept of, of how time. to make a Different time, my friend. Yeah, it certainly was. Different it's going to be what, 78? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, maybe before that even, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's going back. So, all right. Well, guys, it was man. I missed y'all. We hadn't talked in like yeah forever. Three months. It was like three months yeah. since it we felt talked. Like three it. months. It really did. It wasn't. It was like. Let me put it this way: the Cardinals were four and a half games back the last time we talked. And now they're two games up. Hey, there look at go. that! Baseball's dead to me. I sport sports are dead to me. Just you, like Tony Larusa. You need to fire your manager. I, Hey, I never wanted the old fucker you to begin with. Fire you you mm-hmm. told me it would be okay. You promised me he still knew how to manage. I didn't take senility into account. Yeah. Instead of yeah, falling, a, instead of falling asleep behind the wheel, he's now falling asleep in the dugout. Right. But Tom, <laughs> your manager is awesome. Yeah. I give up. Sports are te- I just watch sports movies now, and I root for whatever sports. athlete is in the movie. Yeah. I watched Hustle. Uh, How was that? Um, you like is it? Is it Hustle? was good. You know, yeah. You know, I, 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 for a movie with uh, what's it, Adam Sandler that's not funny, really. I mean, it's it's a drama. It's not unfunny, but it's not a funny. It's not a comedy, mm-hmm. really, at all. Did you so like maybe? Did you like Uncut Gems? I loved Uncut yeah. Gems. I thought yeah. it was terrific. Um, this isn't quite at the level of Uncut no, Gems. No, no. I, yeah, but it's a really fun. Um, you know, kind of heart 
it's a, it's a very typical sports movie, but done a little with a little more like cleverness and and heart. There's a lot actual, of real you know, NBA players in it too. Ton so, of them, yeah. Ton and like street yeah. ballers and yeah. Dr. J's in it, and yeah, no, they're yeah, and, and they the guy very, that they were very serious about not using professional actors in those yeah. roles. Oh yeah, and they're really the guy that plays the main character is terrific. Um, I mean, he does some emotional oh, stuff, Utah, right? and I don't know where he, he was with the Celtics at one point. I think he plays for the Jazz. Could be, yeah. He really, really good. Um, and then the guy who who's like the villain is, um, I only know his name in the in the movie. It's Kermit's Wilts or mm. something like that. But I don't know oh, the and, actual NBA. And, and Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, Anthony is. Um, he's terrific. He's the bad guy. He's he's sort of just. He's you know, awesome. He's uh, also just an awesome, awesome player yeah. and a great interview. If you've ever seen any. That doesn't surprise me Interviews at all. With would, him. Yeah. There was some yeah. interview he just did that was really funny where he was talking about like, I'll, I'll send it to you. He was talking about some other basketball player that, uh, oh, he was t- he when he was getting drafted and uh, he had a tryout for the Warriors and Steve Kerr was giving him a hard time about like not running fast enough, like during like mm-hmm. drills and it was funny because he was like, oh, I'm trying. He's like, oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going as fast as I can. And Steve Kerr is like, Steph, Steph Curry does this a, a whole lot faster than what you And he was sort of talking about like, oh. like Oh, you I mean one to, of the greatest players of all time? He was sort of like, oh, I like have to like, he's like, I called my trainer and was like, I got to get fat. Like, I got to get faster. I got to get faster. Right? faster yeah. Steph Curry. yeah, like I got to like up my you know up what i'm doing like uh if i'm gonna you know because he was like the fir- he was the first pick in the draft the the year that he got drafted so he thought he was the shit and then yeah and Steve it, was, Kerr, it was like yeah. mm, you gotta yeah man this ain't it dude you gotta go a whole lot faster doing this these ain't, drills this ain't college yeah this ain't college baby <laughs> you're in the nba <laughs> well that was the interesting like i don't know i have no idea how an nba player or a college player trying to get in the nba trains but the interesting like a big part of this movie is sort of like him training for the combine um and adam sandler's character is is sort of you know training him uh to 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 enter the combine and like some of the workout shit that they show him doing is just like ridiculous hand-eye coordination stuff like at one point he's like dribbling a basketball as fast as he can then he has to stop, touch another ball that's in front of him, go back to dribbling, and then when they say shoot, he has to throw it through a tire and then grab it. it just like the, and he's doing it all as you know, because he is an NBA player. Yeah. Uh, as you know, as as you know, they're filming it. It's just like what the fuck? Like how is that even possible? How does someone even do this shit? Like it's amazing, you know how how unbelievably. Wow athletic these guys are so have you ever seen... one, of our, one, of, one of our favorite tv shows from this past year winning time was really good at showing how awesome magic johnson was well have you ever seen magic. the video of um the dribbling drills that pete maravich used to do because he used to do this crazy oh, drill yeah. where he takes the ball and he 
bounces it as fast as he can between his legs and catches it in his back and bounces it back oh, and geez. forth between like where he's just like ricocheting it like hard and fast and he's just like catching it behind his back and throwing it back through and he's just like it's like sounds like a machine gun because he's just like going like there, as fast as as he can with the, I've with always, the ball. I, I've always considered myself a pretty decent athlete for a short not really, you know, athletically built guy. I mean, I surprise people with how athletic I I am, but it's like there are, you know, the 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 ridiculous amount of athleticism in that at that level, it's mind blowing. It's absolutely bo- mind boggling. Yeah, they do stuff know, like they stand on a, like a exercise ball and they're dribbling. Like they're balancing on a ball, you're like just like this insane. I think that was wait, he was. I think he was doing that. He was balancing on something, dribbling with one hand, and he had a rope, one of those training ropes, in the other, doing yeah, it as fast like as he can. As he's fucking, cr- I'm like, I can't even do that. Like I couldn't yeah. do it slow, let alone. Hey, I couldn't get on the ball, the exercise yeah. ball. I couldn't balance on the exercise ball. And I did I, have a fun. And now you also want me to dribble a basketball and like yeah, do yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> like at the same it. time. I could yeah, barely walk and chew gum. Yeah, it's wild. I, I did have a funny uh, thing at the gym. I had a, a, a guy who was about, I don't know, 10 years younger than me. And a guy I trained with regularly, so we're friends. But he loves like his 50s? No, he's in his 30s. But he uh, he loves to talk shit. He just – and it's it's – well, it's it's not you know there's no malice behind it it's yeah. just Funny. he likes Funny. yeah like yeah he, he likes to talk shit and he was talking shit about um uh training from your feet as opposed to a lot of jiu-jitsu you just start on on the ground um if you're just training you know and you don't necessarily start on the feet uh, one because it's a lot more dangerous to start on the feet and especially for old guys you know it's like getting thrown to the ground or that kind of shit and he was talking shit to me about like, oh, if we started on the feet, I'd kill you. I'd, you know, cause I'd beat him up in the gym all the time. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. Uh-huh. And, and, and so we get to the gym the other day and he's still talking trash about it. I'm like, okay, all right, fine. You want to start on the feet? That's fine. And, and, uh-huh. and I already know it's like, dude, I already know I've, I've been training with you for like five years. I know what kind of an athlete you are. I know what kind of an athlete I am. And, I know how this is going to end. It's not going to go, but I'm just like, whatever you want to, you want to give it a shot. So we started and he goes, he, the first time he, he grabs, grabs me and he tries to do like a judo toss, but it, you know, he hasn't actually done one in, I don't know, maybe 10 years. And so he just like falls to the ground with me on top of him. <laughs> and, that was, and I just land on him and kind of smash him into the ground. So I'm like, okay, are we done? Are you, did you have enough of that? And he's like, no, no, fuck that. I'm like, okay. So he starts again and he goes to do like a double leg takedown and he shoots on me and I just sort of pivot out of the way. And he literally falls face first on the ground and I just jump on his back. And I, for the next hour, we did nothing but give him shit about how terrible his his double leg <laughs> takedown was. And I'm like, okay, are we done? Are you are you finished with this dream of your of your athletic abilities now? Are we are we, are we finished now? Yeah, it's just some. But it, but it, it's that thing of like, you know, you you know, you look at the guys on TV doing things that don't seem that hard that doesn't seem that I, anybody could probably and then but the reality of like holy fuck is is it unbelievable how 
unhuman, inhuman these guys really are. In, in, any, the, for, so I started playing disc golf this year. And so we go out and play disc golf every Wednesday. <laughs> I wasn't good. <laughs> it's a it's typical. A yeah. G- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's just fun. It's a nice way to get out, get some, you know, some exercise. Spend some Bocce balls soon. Bocce. Huh? for me it's a way to you know get to know milwaukee a little bit more by going around finding different parks whatever. Devil sti- whatever. get out your devil sticks but there is like this entire weird subculture of disc golf like world champion disc golf players <laughs> and and like this it's there are people who are in you know like inhumanly good at this What's the number one disc sport. golf podcast? I don't know. It's don't this know, one. It's right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's out there. It, it exists, you know. It's, Around comics, yeah. Patreon subscribers, patrons, you know, will get access to our first uh, disc golf. Golfer is that Tim Callahan. You remember, we had him on as yeah. a guest back in the day. He Check out for- our big disc. Yeah, no. is that is it? Yeah, no, neither one. Big disc, big disc energy. energy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be a disc uh, golf uh, podcast. Oh, if it yeah. isn't, yeah. I, 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 I mean, have, have you? Neither one of you guys ever played disc golf? No, I did about twenty years ago. It's fun. I played it's, disc golf. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Yeah, no, it's a you know, it's a nice thing to do in a park. So right. It's yeah. It's a lot I mean, of stoners. There's a, there's a, a lot. There's a tour. There's world standings and that kind of stuff. It's like anything. Of course. Else. There's minutia, which big disc energy is a 2020 anthem song by Jamez Pro and Starframe. Right. I don't know who. I don't know who any of either of those people are, but yeah. Big. It is a disc golf yeah. anthem. It's, <laughs> always, a disc it's golf. always weird finding these like weird niche like subcultures. Big Disc Energy was founded in 2020 with the goal of providing discs to Kitchener, Waterloo, Southern Ontario, and eventually all of Canada. Wow. Man, look at that. I did always find it funny that there was like um, different, you know, discs. There's like a driver. There's like a chipper. Seems like a lot. Really? Yeah, it seems like. Some that track a little, you know, west left. You know, yeah, it's nuts. It's my issue, man. It's it's like anything else. I have not played in in quite a while, but i i used to I used to be really good at getting them stuck in trees. That was that was, was your that was your true move. That would yeah, <laughs> inevitably I would I would get discs stuck in trees. That was yeah, yeah, about as good as I was. Not not a, not a great disc golfer. I'm definitely not on track to be a champion disc okay. golfer no but it's it's a nice it's a nice way to go out on a wednesday afternoon and walk like three miles oh they don't have any apparel i wanted a bis- big disc energy t-shirt big disc energy <laughs> yeah they got the brand they got the discs but then they don't have the t-shirts where's the what shirts the hell? yeah come on guys come on canada they got a quick stick what the hell is a quick, quick stick, stick? Quick stick, the extra, extra long is the longest, strongest, easiest, and best retriever made with a reach up to 22 feet and collapses just 18 inches. Oh, those are for whenever you get them in a fucking tree. <laughs> I did I did not have that back. It's $75. Oh. $75? Oh right? Holy crap. That's pretty expensive. <coughs> for, for, uh, 
a long stick. All right. Enough about your long stick. Uh, oh, hey, uh, let's finish this one up. Uh, we have probably a trade talks on our next episode. Yes. Uh, sure. I have to read that, but yeah, it's, that's probably a good idea. You remember what it is, right? Oh, uh, sure, I that, do. But it's that samurai, samurai bunny. Yeah. Chusagi Ujimbo, Volume One. That's what I said. Available, yeah. uh, available on Hoopla um, or at your finer uh, comic shops and online retailers. So, if you say Samurai Bunny really fast, it kind of sounds like Usagi Yojimbo. Samurai Bunny. Samurai Bunny. Samurai kinda, Bunny. Kind of. A little bit. Not sound like Usagi you're not saying you're not saying it fast enough at, at all. At all. All right. Nice. So uh, probably uh, next episode we'll trade talks. Usagi Yojimbo. Uh, by Stan Sakai, Volume 1. Uh, we'll have some extra content out for the Patreon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Glad to be back. Missed you guys. For now. For now. Missed you guys. Aww. It's what been hard. What? Yeah. It's me and the dogs and Marta. <laughs> well, that is not a life that I wish on anyone. I know. <laughs> Just sit around. Going on websites, buying Japanese baseball hats. All right, guys. Um, we'll, we'll be back hopefully next week. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in hand around comics, Japanese baseball hats. <laughs>